from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. You know, I have always been the type of person who works and does pretty much anything in phases. Uh, Thank you, Brandon Banks, by the by. Welcome to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I I work in phases. What I mean by that is I get excited about something and I will do it uh, pretty religiously for a while. And then I will either get interested in something else or I will, you know, step away for a bit And I will lose focus. And I don't want to say lose interest, but I need to, you know, actively work to to get back into it. And I say that because it's been a little while since we have done uh, a tournament of nerdiness, a.k.a. the Corona Cup. We are still in the tag team tournament. We are in, what is this, the third round at this point. Uh, I don't even really... Remember, um, and it's tricky. It's tricky, tricky, tricky because I don't remember where we left off. I'm pretty sure the last episode we did had a bunch of hot tags, uh, and then I burned myself out. I mentioned that on the last Joy of Booking, which was actually the Joy of Baking. I do hope you listened to that episode, even if you are not a fan of the British Baking Show. I think it was an entertaining hour of oral content, A-U-R-A-L. Um, but I don't exactly remember where we, where we left off. Uh, you know, and when you do that, sometimes, you know, mistakes can be made. And, you know, you, you wind up not even meaning to. And all of a sudden, things are switching around and you don't know what's going on. Although I'm sure my system is so foolproof, I'm sure that I will make no mistakes. Everything I do on this episode will be intentional. Uh, so where we stand is there were, we began with 32 pages of tournament, uh, 16 teams in all. We went through that. We did all of the consolation rounds, all of the lower quality teams. And now we have the third round, which I've copied over to different paper. Um, And we're going to go through the last eight pages of the third round. Uh, Because I have been, you know, because I took a break um, and didn't, I decided that I would return to this when it felt like it. I decided to return to the tournament when I felt like returning to the tournament and not just feeling like I had to do it. Because I don't know about you gentle listener. But whenever I feel like I have to do something, (laughs) I do not want to do it. Uh, And so I felt like it, but I did not want to inconvenience the members of my inner circle uh, for hot tags at a moment's notice because I didn't know I wanted to do this episode until this morning. And it's, it's rude to ask for something with, you know, six or eight hours notice. And so I'm, I'm going solo for these last eight pages. It's just you and me and these teams who are here, written in stone, certainly not changing any of them 
at all for any reason. None. Of course, we must stay true to the tournament. Uh, so, I have a beverage. Uh, I like seltzer. Uh, it's kind of helped me kick uh, a caffeine habit that I has plagued me for far too long. Um, and I found, we stayed, we went up to the Great North Woods and uh, stayed with some family. And uh, they wanted to try to turn part of their property into an Airbnb. And so we were testing that out for them. It was quite nice, I will say. Uh, and they had a kind of half fridge. I've never seen this before. It's not like the mini fridge you would see in college dorms. It had a fridge and a freezer, but it was about half the size of a normal one. You know, it only went maybe three feet up the wall. Um, and inside were beverages, because often these places will offer beverages free of charge. Um, it's kind of an uh, interesting and appealing amenity. And there was this aha blueberry pomegranate uh, seltzer. Now, I learned that I liked seltzer back at, staying at a uh, bed and breakfast in North Carolina two years-ish or so ago. Um, and they had LaCroix. And I just like opening a can. I think, again, it goes back to my uh, you know, caffeine addiction of my youth. Uh, it's a good thing I never developed a taste for beer, but there is something satisfying about taking this can, whatever it is, popping the top, you get that satisfying sound, and then being able to sip from it. And so I tried this blueberry pomegranate aha seltzer, and it was delightful. And so this morning, I, I put it on uh, the shopping list for the shopper, and they didn't have the blueberry pomegranate, so instead they got me the raspberry acai. it's not as good as the blueberry pomegranate um, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not bad. It's drinkable. And if I put it in my DDT wrestling Tervis cup, complete with my name on it, because my wife is awesome. Uh, and with, you know, six ice cubes, it is a very refreshing drink. Um, I'm not sponsored by the aha company though. You want to send a checky. You go ahead and send a check. Uh, we're almost seven minutes in, and I could very happily just chat. Honestly, that's probably more of what I want to do than to do a tournament. I felt like podcasting. Um, but rather than just chat with you, as tempting as it may be, uh, I do want to get this part of the tournament done so that I can get the rest of the tournament done. Because A, I want to know who wins, and B... <laughs> I've got season three, which, you know, is still mostly done. Haven't recorded that either in a while, but that is mostly done. So with that being said, eight pages to go. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's have a grand old time with these matchups that certainly have not been changed at all to please various members of the inner circle. We begin with the Gorillas of Destiny, a number one seed, uh, taking on the fabulous ones of Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Um, I do believe I know the names of the members of the Gorillas of Destiny. That would be Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, um, who have another 
brother. One is an actual son, Tonga Loa, who was Camacho, if you remember him from WWE, uh, is the actual birth son of Haku. Uh, Tama Tonga is an adopted son of Haku, and another adopted son is now wrestling for Impact in New Japan, Hikaleo. Um, I watched him because I've been watching Impact today, which I don't want to get on that tangent. I'm trying to stay tangent. Of, I'm averse to tangents because otherwise that's all this show will be. Uh, but I, it was nice to see Hikaleo. I watched the son of Haku wrestle the son of Fit Finley which was kind of fun. Um, so I do know the, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny, obviously. I did read a Wikipedia article on the Fafita family, which would be Haku's family. Um, put him in the Hall of Fame. Gosh, diggly darn it. And if we remember our rules, seen versus unseen, I've seen both of these teams. I have seen more of the Gorillas of Destiny. Destiny. Named versus unnamed. Doesn't matter. Um, the Gorillas of Destiny are perhaps, this shows my lack of knowledge of New Japan, but perhaps the greatest New Japan tag team of the last decade. Can I say that? The only other tag team that would come to mind would be the Golden Lovers, and I don't know if that would count. You know, the problem is you have all these stables, but they don't have, you know, Suzuki Goon could be multiple stables. Chaos could be multiple stables. So I'll, I'll feel confident in saying that the Gorillas of Destiny are. So they're going to get the win. Uh, the Fabulous Ones will take on the Royal Brothers in the Constellations. And our next matchup is uh, the Brothers of Destruction. This is the second time we have seen the BOD in this, correct? Let me check. Yep. Um, so this is not the number two seed. The Brothers of Destruction were a number two seed, not a number one seed. Um, so this must be, in my mind, the Dead Man and Kane. Uh, and they are taking on America's team, I believe that's what they were called, of Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA. And, you know, it's hard to argue against the Brothers of Destruction, except... I believe in the last episode or two, we've made a new rule, which means if there's a team that appears in multiple forms, um, they have a disadvantage against a team that doesn't. So the Brothers of Destruction appear in this tournament. And I could have done a third version, which is the modern Undertaker and Kane, otherwise known as the Terrible uh, tag team of The Undertaker and Kane, as we saw uh, when they faced Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Not that I watched the Saudi Arabian shows. I will be skipping Crown Jewel. So in this instance, I think because of that rule and that rule alone, we have to give the win to D Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA, don't we? I think we do. Uh, so they will advance, as was certainly meant to be. There's no scribbles and changes on this paper. That's certainly the matchups that were supposed to happen when this tournament began. Uh, and the Brothers of Destruction will go into the Constellations to take on the Golden Boys, which I feel like has happened already. Hold on. I'm, I'm going back here. Let me see. This is page 25. Let me consult my notes. I don't mind these sorts of tangents because I feel like Glenn did a hot tag about... Oh, nope. It was the Royal Brothers against the uh, Brothers of Destruction. That was what we saw. But I do remember that. Um, 
that hot tag. We'll see. Maybe Glenn will send us another one. Uh, will the Golden Boys fare better against the Brothers of Destruction than the Brothers Royal? Moving on. America's Most Wanted versus the Faces of Fear. Hey, we were just talking about Haku, and here he is. Ah, I loved the Faces of Fear. Haku and the Barbarian, I want a documentary on them. Um, I'd prefer it to be done by WWE because they are the, uh, the, the standard bearer in wrestling documentaries. But it could be someone else, uh, considering neither Haku or the Barbarian are affiliated with the WWE at this point. But I, wanna, I want a documentary on both of them, specifically Haku, but you can throw the Barbarian in there if you want. And the Faces of Fear was a fantastic tag team. However, it must be said they were mid-card. They were a mid-card tag team. That was the ceiling, uh, sadly, for the Faces of Fear. Had I, been, had I watched early 2001 when I made this tournament, I would have thrown Haku and Rikishi as a tag team because they've been a lot of fun to watch in 2001 WWE before the buyout. Um, but America's Most Wanted. You want to talk about Standard Bearer. You want to talk about the greatest tag team uh, of the decade in terms of the gorillas of destiny america's most wanted for the first god insert how many years they were the team of tna um and i think we we can't ignore that so america's most wanted must get the win james storm and the wildcat chris harris who i really thought was going to do better than he did uh the faces of fear oh no We'll go into the consolations, and my worst nightmare has come true. I will need to make a decision between the faces of fear and Tajiri and William Regal. I've got to decide between Haku and Regal. My two babies. Two of my babies. i got to pick. That's going to be a crushing decision that, thankfully, I don't have to worry about quite yet. Goodness. No, it's not good. It's not... It's not as good. I'm drinking it because it's cold and wet and has a taste, but I can't say it's good. And I bought it, but I can't say it's good. I really prefer the blueberry pomegranate. Oh, well. Next up, uh, the team of Decay versus uh, the Miz and Morrison, which is Miz and Morrison is interesting because technically at this point, that's a team name. Like it's not, it's just the name of the two people in there, but it is a team name. They've wrestled long enough as a team that I think it counts because it's not the Miz and John Morrison, it's Miz and Morrison. I don't know Decay. I know Crazy Steve's part of it. I, if I watch more Impact, I'm sure I'll see, you know, I think it was Crazy Steve and Abyss, but I don't recall. Um, and because of that, I probably can't give them the win so the Miz and Morrison advance uh, Decay will take on wonderful pretty wonderful in the constellations which would be a fun team because you have two very pretty boys and Decay which um, not pretty question mark ellipsis parentheticals page 27 the revival against the dream team I like the revival way more than FTR. I understand that's kind of weird considering they're essentially the same thing, but the revival was great. The revival was my favorite team in NXT history. Not the greatest team, probably, because you've got the Undisputed Era at this point. 
Um, you know, you could throw in DIY, you could throw in American Alpha. Uh, it would be fun to do kind of an all-time NXT tournament. Uh, and they certainly beat the dream team of Beefcake and Greg Valentine. Like, that's not, it's not even a question. That'd be a fantastic old-school tag team match, don't get me wrong. But yeah, the Revival wins. Dream Team will take on Chronic. Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser taking on Ringkampf. Uh, I don't know Ringkampf. I should, I should be honest about this. Uh, I know Imperium. But I don't know Ringkampf. I have heard of Ringkampf. I know that Ringkampf is a big deal, but I did not see uh, a lot of those Ringkampf matches. I could, if I went on to the Peacock and loaded up some of their independent wrestling content, I am sure Ringkampf is part of it, but I, uh, I don't know them. And so I have to be honest here, despite the fact that they have a name, Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser did not, as far as I can tell. Uh, seen versus Unseen does matter. Now, is it the only thing? No. Should I consider the other? I suppose we should consider the other rules. So, point for Ring Comp because I have a name. Point for Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser because I have seen them wrestle. I am assuming, and I could look it up, I suppose, that Ring Comp, not Ting Comp, uh, was you've got Walter, you've got Thatcher, you've got Marcel Bartel, who was what, Axel Dieter. At that point, so let's see. We've got Christian Michael Jacoby. No idea who that is. Axel Dieter, Timothy Thatcher, and Walter. So I suppose I do know. And Walter and Thatcher were the WXW Tag Team Champions. So I did know who they were, although I would not was not going to be able to tell you who was part of the team. I would have assumed it was Thatcher and Dieter while Walter did the single stuff. So technically, that's another point for Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser. Uh, what are some of the other rules? Goodness, historical context. That does favor Ringkampf, I believe. Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser, while I like them, probably have no historical context. But we should also consider the fact that Ringkampf is in here again as Imperium. Although, technically, that's a different team. That's Bartel and Eichner. So I suppose that doesn't qualify. So let me see. There was a point for Ringkampf, point for Silas Young, two points for Silas Young, two points for Ringkampf with this historical context. Um, the rule about the team appearing multiple times doesn't apply. I feel like there's a rule I'm missing, which would make sense considering I haven't been doing this in a while and I did not write the rules down. Or if I did, it's on an index card somewhere that I don't possess anymore. Oh, wait. Nope, there is an index card. Just blank. Um, so, I suppose we should go with Ringkampf. This is just mainly my love of uh, Silas Young, and I do quite enjoy Silas Young, but Ringkampf is the better team. I think we really shouldn't be arguing that. Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser will take on those Calamari Catch Kings CCK. Page 28. Ooh, this is a fun one. The New Day versus the Smoking Guns. Let me consult. Is this uh, Smoking Guns heels or Smoking Guns baby faces? It doesn't say with Sonny, so I assume these are the baby faces. 
So, New Day versus the Smoking Guns, the Babyface team, um, which I suppose was the better team. I liked Billy Gunn more once he became a heel and was obviously infatuated with Sonny and cut his hair, but they probably weren't as good as when they were the babyfaces. But who are we kidding? It's New Day. New Day does not appear in this multiple times. I don't have a Kofi Xavier version and a Big E Kofi version and a Big E Xavier version. They count all as one. They win, no question. Smoking Guns take on Kidman and Rey Mysterio. In the Constellations, which would be a lot of fun. And then we have, oh, oh, that's a good matchup. This is a good one, folks. Uh, Ted DiBiase and Steve Williams, Dr. Death, versus Harper, Harper and Rowan, not the Bludgeon Brothers. This is Harper and Rowan when they were with the Wyatt family, and I just called them Harper. So, Jeremy, I did you a solid. Because if you went back and checked the notes, and I think I led... I was, I was obvious about it. I was, don't think I was trying to be subtle, despite the fact that I, I explained in the Joy of Baking episode that I could absolutely be a spy. 100%, no doubt about it. I, I'm not Jason Bourne-level spy, but, you know, kind of the behind-the-scenes, always observing things, connecting the dots, totally, totally a spy. Spy-level, keen observation. Um, I switched the fabulous ones in Dusty and Magnum. Because I knew I was going to give the win to the Gorillas of Destiny over Dusty and Magnum. And I wanted Dusty and Magnum to advance. So I did a little switcheridoo to, to make that happen. Because it's my tournament and I do what I want. But I got to say, DiBiase and Williams don't have a name as far as I know. I did not see them wrestle as a tag team as far as I know. I'm woefully uh, uninformed on the UWF. Uh Historical context, I don't know if that team has a lot of historical context. Harper and Rowan have plenty, both in terms of the Wyatt family and now, sadly, the passing of Brody Lee, of John Huber. So I got to give the win, I'm sorry, I love you, to Harper. Uh, DiBiase and Williams can take on the Gangsters in the Constellations, which will be an enjoyable match to consider as well. So let us look at our... Uh, round four matchups here, the final 64, I believe. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny versus Dusty and Magnum. That will be good. America's Most Wanted versus Miz and Morrison. Also very good. The Revival versus Ringkampf. Yes, please. And New Day versus Harpro. We've seen it before. I would love to see it again. The final four teams here. Or the final four pages, so the final eight teams here. Oh, this is a battle that could be settled on Piece of Business Podcast. Uh, Tully and Arn, not the Brain Busters. This is the Horseman Tully and Arn versus Team FSU, which I believe is what Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis. Uh, as Glenn's a reasonable man. He knows that FSU does not win this matchup. That is an easy victory for Tully and Arn. Perhaps FSU will have better luck against the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander watching him in Impact, oh, he is right up my alley. From the amateur headgear all the way through, he is right up my alley in terms of the kind of wrestler I want to see. Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck versus the Miracle Violence Connection. Yeah, okay. We could go through the rules, or we could just give the win to the Miracle Violence Connection. 
because that is a fantastic gosh darn name. They defeat Cactus and Mikey. Match would be great. Don't get me wrong. Terry Gordy and Cactus Jack brawling. Steve Williams just beating the tar out of Mikey Whipwreck all over the place. Uh, Cactus and Mikey will take on the Killer Elite Squad. Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer. Ooh, this is a good one. Edge and Christian. Now, this is the best version of Edge and Christian. Uh, Taking on DX. So they kind of missed each other, um, did these two teams, despite the fact that they both were formed in the late 90s. DX was more of a mid to late 90s sort of thing. Um, Michaels had retired by the time Edge and Christian were really getting going. But that's a great match. Historical context, oh, take your pick. Both have huge historical context. Um, DX has more from a mainstream pop culture attitude era uh, side, but that's more of the stable. Edge and Christian have it as a tag team. Uh, Both have other versions throughout the tournament, so I think that is a wash. Uh, Technically, DX is named Edge and Christian or not, but that kind of became their name, E&C, Edge and Christian. They got to win, right? Edge and Christian, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They have to defeat... 90s DX, uh, which, funnily enough, will go into the constellations to take on a team they feuded with when they were the 2000s DX, the Spirit Squad. The, oh, this is a good one. The Steiners, late WCW Steiners, big Papa Pump in the DFG Steiners, uh, taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. Now, If this was early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, Steiners, they would mop the floor with the Motor City machine guns. It would be a great match, but it would be 80% dominated by the Steiners. But this is the later version. I don't like Big Papa Pump as much as regular Scott Steiner. I don't. He added so much muscle mass that he couldn't move nearly as well. We all watched hilariously in the early 2000s when he went to the WWE and was just terrible. Rick Steiner, I liked the change in character. Kind of his own version of the American Badass, really. But again, not as good as the dog-faced gremlin with the headgear. So in this instance, because the Steiners already exist in here, I'm giving the win to the Motor City Machine Guns, partially, but not only, because I want to watch Edge and Christian take on the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, The Steiners will take on the London Riots. So, Glenn, you may be called into action yet again. Ooh, good matchup. I don't know why I'm always surprised. The Outsiders versus British Invasion. British Invasion is good, but the Outsiders changed, period, professional, period, wrestling, period, forever period. Maybe not as a tag team, but Scott Hall and Kevin Nash as part of the New World Order changed everything. So they got to win this. They defeat the British Invasion, who will take on Nick Bockwinkle. Whoops, let me spell British correctly. Bockwinkle and Stevens. And then we have DIY... Oh, this is a great match. I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep saying it with surprise. DIY versus RVD and Sabu. (laughs) 
Champa and Gargano. Champa and Oregano versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Give them an empty arena and an hour and just let the mayhem commence. <sighs> DIY is a great tag team. Let's just end that sentence there. However, the historical context of DIY comes because it ended and then they had that huge feud. Otherwise, the tag team is good, but I don't, you know, American Alpha doesn't have a super amount of historical context except the fact that they were very, very good. Um, RVD and Sabu have historical context being a part of ECW. They weren't, you know... Do they have a ton of historical kind? Sabu and Taz, I would say, has more, but that's because they, again, feuded with each other and didn't like each other. Um, so I guess DIY wins in the historical context angle, but again, it's it comes with a little bit of an asterisk. DIY is named. RVD and Sabu, technically not. So that's a point for them. I've seen them all. That's a push. I know all their names. That's a push. Uh, historical context, again, kind of favors DIY. It feels wrong, though. I don't know why it feels wrong, but it feels wrong. It feels like RVD and Sabu should win, but let me look it up. Was that... Were they as good of a team? Oh, man, Rob. Damn, Sabu, because my V doesn't work. <laughs> they have their own Wikipedia page. That's a start. Oh, oh, oh. All right. ECW 97 to 99. Then they come back together in the WWE from 05 to 07. Probably with the new ECW, the WWE ECW. And then TNA in 2010 and 2019. Don't remember that at all. Um, Two-time tag team champions. Let's see. All right, nothing has... They were supposed to take on the Lucha Brothers. This uh, Wikipedia page has not been updated, so I don't know if that actually happened in 2019. And then they wrestled. Then it was EV 2.0, a stable of former ECW wrestlers. Don't have no recollection of that in TNA. Yep, then ECW, third brand. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that RVD and Sabu should win. I don't feel incredibly confident about that. Let me, not Team DIT. Let me look up Team DIY. Hashtag DIY. Feud of the year. Yeah. Yeah, feud of the year. That doesn't help. Uh, let's see. Only one-time tag team champions. Okay. Yeah, all right. Then I feel better about that. I'm giving the win to RVD and Sabu. Uh, DIY will take on Aussie Open. Yep. Yep. Confident enough about that to move on. Last page, friends. Beer Money versus Imperium. Oh, great match. Sorry for Imperium. But Beer Money, again, another one of the greatest tag teams in TNA history. Uh, not sure we can say that about Imperium. Imperium does, however, get to take on the Brain Busters, which would be super fun to watch that match. 
And then um, we don't even need to spend a lot of time on this. My apologies again to all the New Japan fans. The team of Makabe and Yano, don't know that I ever saw them, uh, loses to Miz and Miz Dow, which were that team that won the last chance triple threat to get back in. And they not only get back in, they advance to the fourth round. Makabe and Yano take on the Von Eriks of MLW. So our round four matchups, we got some doozies here. Tully and Arn versus Williams and Gordy, the Miracle Violence Connection. Oh, yes, please. Agent Christian versus Motor City, Machine Guns. Oh, yes, please. Outsiders versus RVD and Sabu. Absolutely. Why not? And then Beer Money versus Miz and Miz Dow. That would be an entertaining match. Will it be good? Who's to say? So, where do we stand now? The third round is done. We have... Let's see here. Let's do some math. Two times 32. We have 64 consolation round matchups to do. And I have to decide. Suppose it depends on how long we want this to keep going. Do the winners of these matchups, they advance, obviously. Do the winners advance? We know that. Do the losers, that's what I'm trying to say. Do I do another one of my great battle royals or do we finish this out? Because we're down to obviously, let's see, we had, I don't remember. We're down to, I think it's less than 200 names. I feel like we should kind of play this out. So I think, yeah, winners advance, losers will make a new set of brackets. I hope I have enough pages in this notebook to get this whole tournament done. Uh, but that is an issue for another day. And I think, again, although, no, I, well, I'll have to type it all up. We'll see. I'm just grateful this episode is done uh, and can be shared with you, my adoring public. Uh, my name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me. I have another sip of my underwhelming raspberry acai beverage. Nope. Can't do the aftertaste. I actually think it's the raspberry, not the acai. Not that I know what acai tastes like, but either way, should take these cans and give them an acai moonsault. <laughs> I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. The following show has been brought to you by AHA Water.